and a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, when I listen to those two clowns, you can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe, good? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Hey, look out, it's uh, 43 degrees and the sun is out at the corner of 6th and Market. Beautiful downtown Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. Had the shades on today, man. Walking wow. the dog. Got the shades out. Uh, didn't even need the winter coat today. Just had uh, uh, a hooded sweatshirt and a tassel cap taking Frankie to do his business. It's a good day outside. A tassel cap? Yes. Oh, I'd call it a tassel. I'd call it a tassel. Hey, tassel, really? tassel, mm. potato, potato. Mm. Depends maybe where it. you're from. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's a tassel in uh, PA. That's what I think it is. Yeah, Tossel. So. Mm-hmm. Tossel and PA. It's just like pop or soda, right? What do you call it? Pop or soda? It was always pop for us. Yeah, well, it was for us. We never called it soda. No. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, soda pop, but just not soda. It was always never. just, you know, it was pop. Mm-hmm. You want a pop? What kind of pop you want? Yep. Hey, Yins want a pop? What what, what do Yins want? Yins, yins want a Pepsi or mm-hmm. want a, Yins want a Cherokee Red? You ever have a Cherokee Red? Oh, good I don't think pop. so. No? No? Uh-uh. Um, by the way, Andre Knott says he's free to talk to you tomorrow uh, on the show. Just got a text message back from him. We were trying to get him on today because he's going to speak Monday at the luncheon club. So uh, he just said tomorrow should be good. So get a hold of him to have him on the show tomorrow. What are going to talk about? St. Vincent, St. Mary? Kent State? Guardians? Talk to him. New manager? <laughs> Number one overall pick? They didn't get Juan Soto in uh, the trade the Yankees did from San Diego today. I love oh. me Juan Soto, man. He may be my favorite, second man. favorite player in baseball behind Frankie Lindor. Dude hit, what, 275, 35 homers last year? Yeah. yeah he stinks. Yeah, the, he's in the final year of his con. Now, he's yeah. going to get one of those $350, $400 million contracts, so the Guardians had mm-hmm. no chance whatsoever. None. He's only 25, though. And what I love about him is, He's already won a World Series championship, and he's a postseason hitter. Yeah. He's hitting over 260 in the postseason, wow. which is good, considering you know how important the pitching is in the postseason. A dude hits it out of the ballpark like crazy. How's he a postseason hitter? They didn't make it in last year, did they? The he's Padres? won a World Series with uh, the, the Washington uh, Nationals a couple of years ago, and one uh, he was in the postseason one other year, so he's Imagine been there twice. You had all that talent at the Padres. You didn't make it in. What, they oh. get like five pitchers in return? <laughs> they, they, I saw a bunch of grades, Jeez. and they only got a C on, on the, the return. But well. like Shane Bieber, you know this guy's going to leave, right? You're not going to pay him, so you might as well get something right. for him, and that's the predicament no. the Guardians are in. No, you might as well keep him. If that's all you're getting in return, you might as well go into this season because Shane Bieber ain't no Juan Soto. You know what I'm saying? You're not <laughs> yeah, going to get that much. I mean, he's, yeah. he's for all intents and purposes, you know, you say he's a former Cy Young winner, but so was Kluber. And, and look, you barely got in. You got lucky because you ended up with a closer. But then again, I think... At the end of the day, in Class A being one of the best, if not the best closer at one point in time in, in all the bigs, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have an everyday player? Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. Starting pitcher throws, what, 35 games out of 162? Closer mm-hmm. gets you maybe 80, half the games. Everyday player, if he yeah. stays healthy, is going to play 140, 150 games for you. Even if you got another starter, you'd be happy, right? Would you rather yeah. have a starter or class A? That's a fair question. 
Depends the level of the starter, who that starter okay, is. Okay, so let's say he's a three, four, or a five. You're not getting um, an ace. Ooh, if boy, it was two years ago, if yeah. it's two years, even though last year, let's face it, he was an all-star last year. He decided yeah. not to go, remember? Yeah. Two yeah. years ago, he's lights out. Maybe you get an ace for him if he's the best closer in baseball. I don't think he is now, is he? Here, here's something that popped into my head this year. Tell me if you thought about this at all. Do you remember a few years ago he was suspended for 82 games for PED use? Was that before we got him or right about the same time? I think it was right about the same time. Oh. And so I started thinking about that, and I'm like, hmm, okay. And when he did come back, he was lights out, just coming off that, you know. Well, and it makes you wonder, did that it, have anything to do with how well he played? It would have. His velo would have dropped last year. It didn't. He was still throwing in the high 90s. The ball just never moved, man. It never moves. Any big league. You think Juan Soto isn't going to hit a fat 95 to 98 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour fastball? He's going to park it, man. Yeah, that the, the movement was part of the problem. Now, with Shane Bieber, it's movement and the velo is down, right? Yeah. So that's why the, you're supposedly, according to, at the winter meetings, that's why a lot of teams uh, really didn't um, bite on anything yeah. that the Guardians were asking for. Bieber can still pitch, though. He mixes it up inside, outside, mm. movement and everything else. You don't have to throw in the high 90s. When you're that guy, you don't have to have 10 strikeouts a night either. He knows how to get guys out. Class A has a lot of infield hits, a lot of just rollers that nobody can just seem to get to. And let's face it, when you do it more times than not, all of a sudden it seems like professional hitters can do that on purpose. You know, there, Sometimes it's not luck, Kenny. Sometimes a guy can take a full swing and have a swinging butt at something. Next thing you know, he's on base. It just always seemed to happen to Class A. Now, I know you can look back on it and say, well, yeah, he had 40-plus saves, but with all those blown saves and a lot of losses thrown in too, I just don't see where somebody else can't just pick up the ball and, and take off where he let off. And the other thing is this too. Whether it was the PEDs or anything else that made it come to mind, the one thing that we're always going to think of is the pitch clock. Yeah, and maybe we should factor that in for him, right? Maybe, okay, this year you keep him, see how he does this year, and maybe he's learned how to handle the pitch clock because no. uh, we think it affected him, and we know it affected uh, yeah. tight pants, Karen Chak. You know, there, there was no doubt in our mind about that. It would be interesting to see. I mean, if they're truly trying to move him, what they would accept, because you know darn well the Guardians' way, they would go get prospects for a guy who's probably one of the top-tier closers in all of baseball. If you don't get anything in return or somebody that – I think you have to get at least second round or better. You're not going to get a first-round pick for him. I, I should say somewhere in the second round, maybe third round for Class A. If you don't get that prospect, you might as well keep him. Now, Bieber, on the, on the other hand, that's a different story. I think you need a player – or somebody ready to break in, right? Don't you? Yeah. Are you going to get a starter, a position player for Bieber? Probably not. Well, you, you, no, I think you could, but you may not get the level of player you're expecting to get. We him, expect right? too much because he's a, a former Cy Younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's here's the fair. other factor we're not taking fair. into consideration for Classe and why they probably won't trade him. Okay, mm -hmm. unless they get what they really want. Right friendly contract right uh -huh. i'm looking at, at, at his numbers 
The team has control for Class A through the 2028 season. At right. uh, you ready for this? Ten million dollars that year. Right. That's a steal. Right? Doesn't that make him more attractive to another team? It does, but it also makes him very attractive to you know the the Guardians because we know they yeah. don't spend a lot of money unless they don't believe in him anymore. Well, that that you know. Uh, Carl Willis. If Carl Willis can't fix him, I don't know who can, right? So maybe it's the pitch clock. Know. Maybe, uh, you, you know, we talked about the PEDs, whatever, and whatnot. Hey, um, unless they get what they want, I don't think they're going to deal it. Well, the reason they float that out there, though, is to figure out what they could get. Well, yeah, see what uh, people are, uh, you know, how many people I mean, are interested, A, if, and then what they might be willing to give up. If it's that sexy of a contract and you like it that much, you're not floating that name out there. You know what I Let's mean? Let's see here. Well, I, I think you have to uh, do everything and anything that isn't Jose Ramirez to try and make yourself better because you need bats. You need mm-hmm. power bats. You need guys that can drive the ball out of you know all the mm-hmm. ballpark, and I'm looking at these free agents that are commanding yeah. 14 to 20, and most of the writers are saying the Guardians aren't going to spend that on somebody. You know, yesterday when we had Jensen Lewis on, the one question I wanted to ask him about Stephen Vogt or any new manager for that matter, and I'm assuming he's played on a team where they've changed managers, and I you know it's I go back to the football mentality, and we've seen teams that when they get a new coach, they can really take off and be a lot better. You're seeing right. that right now at the Houston Texans. I wonder if it's the same thing in baseball, where you fail more times than you than you succeed, and how much difference does even an influx of a maybe let's call it a youth movement in the managerial role and Stephen Vote does it make a big difference on a team like the Guardians? Could they actually get worse? Yes, I think they could. Sure, I mean in a league that is about velo or exit velo, um, bat speed trajectory launch angles and home runs yeah. they are the worst in all of baseball and have been for that, the last though. two years i'm not talking about that i'm talking about we're going back to maybe 2016 you and i on this program would look at a team like the indians and say tito francona is loyal to a fault with some of the veterans now we know it's a young team and there aren't that many veterans but with the way we've seen this outfield play and the rotation of who's playing center field who's playing right field who's the pitcher are we are we burning these guys' arms out too quickly. That all goes down on the manager, I think. So I'm just wondering, I mean, look, it's one thing you got a football team and you bring in a new coach and you, you change the entire offense. You can't really do that in baseball. It's still throwing and hitting, running the bases, right? I mean, could there be a new style of baseball in Cleveland? Without a home run hitter? No, you're going to no. lose. You're not going to win. You don't spend the money. You're a, a mid-market team. You have to keep up with the way the game is. You can't. It, it hasn't worked for the Oakland A's, right? Uh, B, Billy Beanball or Moneyball yeah. or whatever. They haven't won a doodly squat, yeah. so that didn't work. This way is not working. They haven't won a World Series since 1948. Yeah. The way to win right now is power pitchers and power bats. And if you don't adjust to that, then guess what? The, the drought will continue. Okay. Well, I mean, it's simple then. I mean, they have to find some sticks somewhere. Yes. They weren't being able to generate runs last year, so that failed. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and what I think was last year, hey, teams adjusted to their style, and they right. didn't have the home run hitters, and so, boom, uh, you know, they, they don't make the playoffs. It's interesting. It'll be fun to find out whether or not they make any deals. They're in, how long are these winter meetings? I mean, are they still lasting? Are they still going on? 
I think they either end today or tomorrow, I think. Okay. Because the big story last night was the Cavaliers. I don't know if you – obviously, you can't watch the games. Cavaliers may have played their best game of the season last night. Now they win eight of their last 11. That's the way you like to look at it. I like to look at it and say, what have you done for me lately, and how are you playing on a nightly basis? Last night, they put away Orlando in in a game that wasn't as close as the final score, 121-111. But here's the good news. What? Spida looked like Spida from last year. Donovan Mitchell, outstanding. 35 points, but the key to last night's game for me, DG, Darius Garland, 26 points, three rebounds, nine assists, and that's not the best stat. Ready for this? What? Zero. Nada. None. No turnovers. Really? How about that? That's now that is a mic drop somewhere. Is there a microphone I can drop? A nine to zero ratio assist to turnovers. That's huge. Maybe more importantly, too, high motor. Dude was running. He looked like he was into the game. And it was a team that was, I believe, 14 and six. And Orlando's a good, that's a really good team. They're second in the East. Right. Cavaliers handled them. See, Dude, I saw they were up twenty-one. Yes, uh, after I, you know, I was listening to it a little bit. Yeah, I, they got the lead early, and then it was like twenty-one points yep. in the first half. I want to say they were up by as high as twenty-three. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, but the the good news this is is they didn't let their foot off the gas pedal, and they pushed the ball, and that's the offense we thought we were going to see. And I got to tell you, man, this Max Struess, you like he, him. really a nice player on this team. So, here's my question to you: You're running that offense. I think this has been the problem with the Cavaliers. Now, okay. you've got basically three forms of offense in the NBA. Pick and roll, maybe two. Maybe with the Cavaliers, it's three. Pick and roll, pick and pop, big to big. Okay? okay. When they run right. big to big, then a lot of times you get the ball in the high post to either one of those bigs, and they pass it down to the other guy. Boom, slam dunk, and it's over with. Right. Do you like the way they run a pick and roll with the Cavaliers? <sighs> no. I think they wait too long in the shot clock, and then when it get down gets down to three or four seconds, you have to shoot the ball. I would like. I, I don't know why teams do that. I don't know why they 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 take their time. Get into your offense quickly, oh, no. man. Right. I I don't care if you get a layup in the first eight seconds mm-hmm. versus you know the, the 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 last four seconds. You got a layup. That to me is what's important. So get into your offense quicker. And not having to settle for bad shots. That's what bothers me. They're still trying to figure themselves out, though. Because, again, you started off the season. We talked to Tim Alcorn yesterday. These guys are injured. You started off the season without Jared Allen. How long it takes to get his his legs back, I don't know. But if you can go big to big, that's nice. And now with Max Struess, that pick and pop, and you kick it out to the guy to shoot the three, he's amazing. And now Georgian Yang is starting to warm up just a tad, just a little bit. Not going to say he's hot. Not going to say he's great or good. But he's a nice addition to this team. The minivan. That's his nickname. The minivan. It looks like it. He's got a big caboose, and he uses that. And he doesn't get high off the ground when he shoots those threes. But he's starting to to get a little bit more comfortable, I I think. I think so. You know, it just... You want to see Karis LeVert get healthy and see what that second unit can accomplish. And and figure out whether or not this team can really be cohesive together because we really haven't seen a lot of uh, the team being 100% healthy. And I don't know, I haven't followed a lot of the other teams in the league. I know at times Philadelphia has had their issues. Boston lost the other night. But, again, that was the the, uh, in-season tournament. They lose to uh, the, the Indiana Pacers. It's a long season, man. Now, 
Indiana playing lights out because they want to win that in-season tournament. Can they last at that pace? That's another thing we have to consider, and I don't know if they can. I hit a three-teamer last night. No! NBA parlay, yeah. Who is it? Hit a three-teamer. I had, what I did was, I said, you know what? We always talk on this show about uh, play the streak, right? Yeah. If somebody's streaking good or bad, play the streak. So yesterday I decided to play the streak of the losing team. So whoever the Pistons played yesterday, all right, I forget who it was, but the key there was they had 17 losses in a row, right? So I picked um, against the Pistons straight up on the money line. Wasn't a ton, but enough, right? Um, I picked against the Wizards, whoever the Wizards played last night, Uh okay? Uh And I picked against the San Antonio as they had 14 losses in a row going into last night's game. Pistons lose at home to the Grizzlies, 116-102. The Wizards, man, they played well. They lose 131-126 at home against the 76ers, and the Spurs, they lose to the Timberwolves, 102-94. Yeah. So I I won like uh, 25 bucks or something, I I think, total on that. But I I decided, you know what, we talk about so much now that gambling's legal uh, Mm -hmm. in Ohio and at Bushwood Country Club. Play the streak, right? Bet the streak until the streak ends. So 15 in a row now for the Spurs if you're looking for, you know, uh, something to wager on. Mm -hmm. And now the Pistons have lost 18 games in a row. I mean, that, yeah. those are streaks that you got to ride until somebody bursts that bubble. You know, it's going to be interesting. We get closer and closer. And I know it's still early in the season, but the trade deadline this season, there's a lot of teams that expected to be a way better than they yeah. are playing right now. And one of those teams I'm looking at is the Atlanta Hawks. They're only 9-11. and 11, But how long until they just, you know, how long is, is the string on a team like that where, was it just a couple of years? Weren't they in the, the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes, they shocked everybody. Yep. I mean, don't you start to consider, it doesn't like a Trey Young decide that he wants to play himself out of town? Probably. We've seen that everywhere a superstar goes and then is, uh, you know, all of a sudden becomes unhappy. The Bulls. I mean, the Hornets are terrible. The Wizards are terrible. Pistons are bad. There's a couple of players you'd like on the Pistons, but again, it's a young team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, um, you, you look at the Utah Jazz. They're struggling again. Would you like to get Lowry Markinen back? I'd Man, love. Don't, it'll never happen. But oh. could you imagine getting Bogdanovich out of Detroit? That would be nice. Too. That has a better chance um, over um, Markinen, right? Markinen I'm serious. I, I think that has a chance at the trading deadline if you're willing to do it. Now, you're going to have to give up something. Well, I, yeah. they gave up would their draft be, picks for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to move Donovan Mitchell and try to orchestrate a deal to bring him back. That would never happen. All right, let, let me ask you: for Lowry Markinen, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going back to the Jazz. All right. Would you give up I, I, Isaac Okoro and Jared Allen in a draft pick for Lowry Markinen? He was an All Star. I, I'm just so was Markinen. You well, know? that's what I'm talking about. Lowry Markinen was an All Star. Well, Allen was an all-star two years ago. Jared Allen and Isaac Okoro? Right. Do they need a For center? Markin. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm just looking. But I don't know what Detroit would want from, from you that you would be willing to give up. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, again, we're, we're a ways away from that. But some right. teams, hey, it's the quarter mark of the season. Some teams, like you said, that aren't uh, uh-huh. living up to expectations, there's already right. talk about trades. That's the good thing, too, because now you start to consider the fact that nothing's out of the, you know, nothing's out of the question now. Because you can yeah. dream about this all you want, but at the end of the day, somebody's going to say, okay, it's time to break this team up. In other words, you might be able to say the same about the Cavaliers. If they take a step backwards this year, you know, yeah. they won 51 games last year. I don't know what you expect. Or or maybe I'm expecting too much this year, and this isn't the year. Maybe they're still maybe a year or two away, but we also okay. understand the fact that they're not going to get better without Donovan Mitchell unless they make the team better by trading him and getting more in return. Yeah, they're going to ride this thing out as long as they can. Here's what they're telling you right now. Look, we beat a good Orlando team without Karis LeVert off the bench last night. We finally have our regular starting lineup in yeah. there now that that we've been expecting all season long. So uh, what what when is their next game? What, who do the Cavs play I next? I think, is it Saturday? Because I, I'm, this schedule that I have involves the in-season tournament and doesn't list all the games. Like, I had to write Orlando in no. on this schedule from yesterday. Tomorrow night they're in Miami, so they, they get the Miami okay. flu tomorrow. They lose that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that that's a. And then they are. Oh my, my. So this is a long road trip. Miami, Orlando. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have the Sunshine State flu for right. sure. Miami, Orlando. Then Boston, Boston, and back to back road games before they come home. I'm going on the 16th to see right. them against Atlanta. I'm not going until the 31st of January. But they have back to back Monday, Tuesday, Orlando and Boston. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. You hope to win one of those two. You know, you take one of the two. Either one doesn't matter because you just want a W at this point. So, uh, but hey, it was great to see last night that they came out against a good team at home and buried that team early. And like you said, pretty much kept their foot on the gas pedal the entire game and, uh, you know, cruised to a relatively easy victory and put up 121 points. How screwy is this, is this schedule? What? Tuesday night, the 12th in Boston, yeah. and then again Thursday in Boston. Yeah. I mean, you ever seen that happen when that it's not a playoff uh, series? Yes. The last couple of years now, they, they're trying to do that um, to cut down on the travel yeah, for was, teams in the NBA. I thought the back-to-backers were the same team but different locations. I guess not. No. Yeah. So uh, they get to stay in Boston for three days, at least three days, maybe four. Who you knows? Get some good soup that way. You know, you some get chowder. some clam chowder. Chowder. Uh, you, how do you like them apples? Yep. Uh, yeah. So... Um, I'm happy with what I, I heard and uh, read about and then highlights that I saw from last night's Cavaliers game. Uh, they are now 12-9 and nine on the year. As you pointed out, yeah. eight of their last 11 have been victories. And let's be honest, I think personally the loss to Portland, they were blowing them out. They just thought the game was over Maybe. and they took the second half off, right? But that was yeah. a good wake-up call for them because they had a meeting, I guess, after that game because they were embarrassed with that loss, and they should have been. It's not unlike any other NBA game. Any night you watch, no matter who it is, there's so many runs, man. No lead is ever safe, and they just caught themselves. Maybe you're right. Maybe they took their foot off the pedal, and then the next thing you know, they get caught by a team on a run yeah. and weren't able to answer the bell again at the end of the day. At times, this team looked tired, man. You know, it looks as though they're not interested. I, I think it was... I think it was our caller, Sam, who said at times they look out of shape. And, hey, maybe they are out of shape at the beginning of the season. Let's hear some of uh, our buddy who was on the show with us yesterday, Ow. Tim Alford. Ow. Yeah, let's hear some he of his calls me. from yesterday's big win. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, had a good time on Rolling, the show. Brian. Garland lobbed Allen. Pow! 
Oh, Ow. my. That shook the shot clock off the backboard. Mitchell fires right side. Struess. Quick three. Bullseye. Max Struess. Three threes. 61 on the year. It leads the cam. Mobley to Wade. Three on the way. Got it. Welcome back, Dean Wade. That ankle looked just fine on that shot. Here comes Mitchell to the forecourt. Stops. Long three. Good. Oh, my goodness. Donovan Mitchell hit it from Illyria. BG. <laughs> nice dish underneath the Mobley. Pow. With two hands. Two hands. Tough shot. Blocked by Thompson. How about that? That's valuable contribution from Tristan Thompson. Niang just flipped it up with his back to the basket. And he called window and it went in. Garland, float, scores. Boy, that beautiful little teardrop beautiful. from DG. About 26 for Garland, 35 for Mitchell. Cavs backcourt with a combined 61 points tonight. Near the half-court line to Garland. Left in a lane to Mobley, pow! Oh, what a pass by DG. Orlando inbounds and that does it. Cavs win. Cavaliers win 121 to 111. Dude's having fun, that? isn't he? Oh, pow! He Bullseye! Got it! Good! Yeah. Pow! Float scores! Pow! Batman show. <laughs> That's our guy, man. Jimmy, great call. Great call yesterday. Good win for the Cavaliers. Hey, when we come back, is Joe Flacco going to start Sunday for the Browns against the Jaguars? We'll answer that question, sort of, when we return on the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.